you ready to organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book? It's time to write your book. Welcome to The Write Hour, nonfiction tips from The Write Coach. And I'm Joyce Glass, your host. I am so glad you joined me today. Hello, creatives. Welcome to episode 107 of The Write Hour. I'm so glad you've joined me today, and I am so excited to share this interview with you. It's with Carmen Buck. She is one of my previous clients, as well as a talented photographer. She is a lifestyle and humanitarian photographer capturing love, light, and compassion in every situation. During her 40-year nursing career, she worked with thousands of people seeking meaning and connection during challenging times. Her master's degree in nursing focused on spirituality and health. Healing and connection through storytelling and photography is her passion. Her latest book, Just See Me, Sacred Stories from the Other Side of Dementia, will be released in the next month. She's an international speaker and author teaching both live events and webinars on the topics of spirituality, photography, and storytelling. She creates legacies for people of all ages in the Austin, Texas area and beyond. You need a daily shot of beauty? Follow her on social media, and I'll have all those links available for you in the show notes. Now on to the interview. Hi, I have Carmen Buck with me today, and I am so excited to share with you her story and her journey with writing. I always love to hear other writers and their journeys and how they um, came about into writing. But what's great about Carmen is I actually was part of her journey. And so we get to share that with you today. So today we're talking about the importance of working with a writing coach or an editor or both. And today I have, like I said, Carmen Buck with us. And you heard a little bit about her before we started. So now she's going to fill in some gaps and tell us a little bit more <laughs> about her and her journey with, with writing the book. Hey Joyce, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm so Good. Here. Thank you. Great to see you again. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been quite a year. Quite. Or is it <laughs> two years? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and it's been almost well seven or eight months since we finished up working. Yeah. 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 So it's almost. I think I'm going to have it in my hands within three or four months, and you know that will be a, a celebration for me. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you'll hear about that for sure. Because I think we share that celebration. <laughs> you, yes, we will. We will. Yeah, so you are quite an awesome partner through that um, <laughs> through that process for I me. I heard someone call it a writing, or, or they called themselves um, a writing doula. I'm like, that's perfect. Oh yeah. Well, I have to tell you, I told my friend the last two years, my friends knew, and I said, if I ever say, or you ever hear the words book my second book or my next book don't wait just hold an intervention because <laughs> <laughs> this has been torture although that was during the process right and so now I'm already thinking there you mm. go mm. next one <laughs> but they they know what to do <laughs> yeah. so tell us how did you get there how did you get to you know you tell us a little bit about your background uh -huh. and how you decided to write a book yeah, so it's actually kind of cool. Um, you know, I was a nurse, a nurse practitioner. I was in the clinic taking care of families and people with dementia, um, which means that 
I didn't have a lot of prescriptions or a lot of the medical stuff we rely on to help people because it's a disease with no cure and it just gets worse over time. But um, I was just always in so much awe over how families manage through the, the challenges and the, um, just the ups and downs and the grief and, and yet triumphed. And um, never a day, or you know, I'm seeing 15, 20 people in a day, sometimes way less because I'd spend a lot of time and I'd hear their stories and I'd think, wow, you know, the world needs to hear these stories. I think if we heard these stories, our little, some of our pettier problems wouldn't be problems whatsoever. We just have a stronger sense of gratitude. And it certainly did that for me. Mm. And then um, one day I just, I guess I got these little hits. <laughs> God was giving me little hits along the way. Someone needs to write these stories. And one day it came out loud and clear. You need to write these stories. And um, the thought never occurred to me that I hadn't really written before. <laughs> I don't know. I was so naive. And then um, along those thoughts came, I have to include portraits and pictures because a story for me is not complete without images. I'm very visual. And um, yeah, although I had taken, I always had my camera with me. I'd never even taken a formal a photography class. And uh, so by the time I drove home, man, I was on a mission for God and I was going to write this book and tell these stories. And um, and you knew then you were going to do the, the photos as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had it all planned. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh now because it was so naive. I had no idea how hard that would be and um, how much I did not know. And that the, the biggest part for me was the, the responsibility of telling these stories in a beautiful, compassionate, meaningful way. And that I needed help with that because I had a vision that I needed help with the steps along the way. Yeah. So how long did you work on the book before you and I have started working together? Um, you know, I think I had done the interviews. So 13 families, 13 interviews, and um, have done their portraits. So I'm going to say probably about eight or nine months uh, because I'd probably do about one a month depending on uh, time. And, yeah. uh, and so then I had, you know, a very rough outline, but I think another piece of it, which was very good, but it was also made it challenging was, um, the only question I had for them and the only thing for, on the agenda for me was, um, what do you want the world to know? Mm -hmm. And, um, while that made it very broad, um, and I'm sitting there with these 13, and I actually used like this composition book. So I had 13 composition books, and I recorded it on audio, but each one was probably three or four hours mm -hmm. of interview. And, um, and then I'm like, how do I organize this? I don't know. And <laughs> I didn't know. I if didn't know. You have information, and you're going Beautiful, world am I yeah. with this? rich, beautiful content and stories. And, and I had these 13 books and, and I think it was after we started talking and looking at it that I even realized that each of the 13 stories were unique and they were each about a different spiritual need that wasn't met or was met, however the story went. And that just happened to be my master's thesis in my nursing uh, was my was uh, spiritual needs and spiritual health and uh, and health and health mm -hmm. and over in, in physical health and uh, 
and I thought, wow, that's my answer. And that's what I know. It was like it was all there the whole time. But I needed you to help me see it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even know if I remember this. How did you find me and what made you decide to look mm -hmm. for some help? <laughs> Facebook. I saw you on Facebook. And, uh, you know, I applaud you and all the work you You've done, and you're. I know you know. We're we're learning along the way about the marketing and how to get the word out there, and how do you find your ideal clients, right? And mm -hmm. I think it was an interview that you had done, and um, I listened, and I thought I need her. <laughs> so I, I reached out. That was that was how it happened. That's wonderful. Yeah, because I do believe in divine intervention, and so when I get a hit, that's the right person. Then you know, I go for that. Right. I listen. I listen to my intuition. Right. Uh -huh. So how did working with me help your writing process compared to, you know, what you'd been trying to do before and you weren't really uh -huh. sure. Yeah. And then you started working with me and we had a little plan. We worked on our plan. Uh -huh. how, did, how did the two, um, you know, help your writing process? Well, it made me cry more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, because you, you sent me plans and organizational, because you're very organized, and um, and I'm more kind of airy out there, right? And I'm very much chase the squirrel. And so it, I needed to focus and follow the um, a little bit of an outline. And um, there were steps to a story. Who would have known? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought there's like a way to do this, right? <laughs> Yes, there are steps. There are steps. There are steps to do it. And this is how naive I was about it. And uh, and so I thought, well, I need to learn this and follow it. And um, that was painstaking because it, it, in some ways in the beginning it took the fun out of it for me because it's all a creative, beautiful process for me, right? And then I'm like, I need to follow these steps. But that is what helped take me from one step to another and one uh, to finish to finish or at least to have an outline and it was so rewarding and um, and then I thought well I could take this out of the office and go to the park or go where have you and listen to the interviews on my uh, you know on the recordings and put it together so I made it fun but um, yeah that was a challenge and but I that's what took it to completion yeah definitely yeah and yeah. for those that don't know and have not worked with me I do offer a plan to work through and I'm customized it to your book and I customize it to your your schedule because you know you were also mm -hmm. doing your photography as well mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the other piece of it um, I had kind of um, unrealistic expectations on myself and um, when I thought I could have it done and mm -hmm. so and then to add this, oh, you need to follow this step, this plan, and make sure these steps are in there. And what? <laughs> I thought I was almost done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you started with me, just let me preface, this was October of 2016. Because when she started with me, she thought she was almost done, and we finished yeah. in August. We finished... August about and then we had some back and forth a little bit I think it was a little bit later than that because I actually and then I I needed to um, oh yeah so we think we're all done right and it's great we're happy and then um, so we were almost done almost done and, and I thought you I need it yeah so then I think you know it's been a year and a half and um, although I talk with the family so they're searching families and um, 
I talk with them and I give them a call again, say, hey, this is where we're at. And they want to tell me how important it is to how, how healing it was for them to tell their stories. And I said, you know, it's been a year and a half. I want to come by and see you because I became a piece of that story and a part of that at that time and, and preserving their legacy. And um, I just love them so much. And I thought, I'm going to come by. I need to see you face to face. And um, so I thought, you know, that means those that piece of it, there's like a conclusion that was missing that we need to add. Yeah. And um, that too made me cry because I thought, this is going to take me longer. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm so glad because it made it, yeah, way more powerful. And um, to be able to include in there, what did you, even a year, a year and a half later, families are talking like, I'll never forget that day, sharing that story with you, mm -hmm. those stories. I'll never forget that day. And those pictures became these priceless treasures for us, and we had no idea. Right. And, uh, yeah. So it gave more depth to our project. And it does. And, yeah. and that's what I would say to people, be able, give yourself the freedom of time, yeah. especially <laughs> your first book, because it does grow and morph. My book, first book, grew and morphed too, and it took me four years. And it was a completely different book. Mm -hmm. Than when I would have started, if I had done it in three months when I first started, yeah, it would have been a piece of crap. Yes, <laughs> you know, yeah, and yeah, giving so. yourself that time, you it allows your brain to breathe, your the ideas to grow and develop, and then, like you said, there's a richness to it because then you kind of came back full circle and said, mm -hmm. you know, this is where this family was at when I first met them, and now this is where they're at. Mm -hmm. And some of them, it was more heartbreaking than others. Some yeah. Had passed. But it gave you, like you said, that richness because that's life. I mean, yeah. that's what we have to deal with. Yeah. And so it's a truth. There's a truth to the stories that you're helping these people get their story put out there to the world, like you said. Mm -hmm. And I know, I remember, Carmen, you, you can tell me your reflections on this. Carmen, at first, when she was giving me her stories, there were great, you know, content, but it was like, Sally was at the store with her mom, and this <laughs> happened, and this happened, and I'm kind of like, okay, that's great, but let's spice this up, yeah. and she learned, and with yeah. in a couple stories, me showing her some tweaks, she learned how to bring that story to life, and I taught her something to use some fictional elements in her nonfiction stories to bring them to life. And there, mm -hmm. there is a lot of um, elements in fiction that we can use in nonfiction. So it's good to know that. And yeah, I mean, how did it help you in writing the stories? Yeah, I am so grateful for that piece because I, I, how do we make this interesting? It's an interesting story, but writing it, me telling the story wasn't interesting. And uh, so to get to that point, I really needed that, that help, and I, I was like, how do I do this? So I am really, really grateful for that. And the other thing I'm really grateful for is that you gave me permission to take my time. <laughs> it is okay. You know, because in my head and not knowing, I'm very academic, too. I have this real creative side that, you know, obviously a nurse practitioner, I'm very academic. And, um, and there are deadlines for everything, right? There are deadlines, and you've got time and uh, to get it done, and you need to get it done. 
and um, which helps me in business, but did not help me with writing <laughs> because <laughs> I was looking at the end goal, not all the various steps along the way and to make a realistic plan. So when you gave me permission and said, okay, we're going to work through this, here's a plan. And remember, I kept saying, I need a plan. I need some plan. <laughs> so that I could work toward those, hit that goal and move Right, and forward. we did, and we made little uh -huh. goals, and we made long-term mm -hmm. goals. Yeah. And get the big project done. Because yeah. When you, and, and I personally work better that way. Uh -huh. And that's part of why I developed that and helped my clients see that, is if I have a little goal to get to, and I make that one little hurdle, I'm like, woo! You know, yeah. then you make hurdle number two, and you're like, woo! Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's the same thing. I'm doing the same thing with this podcast. I've broken it down into steps. I mm -hmm. outlines. Now I'm doing the recordings and interviews, and then the next we're going to edit and put together the, all the show notes. So there's steps, mm -hmm. and when you break something down into steps, it's much easier for you to consume but also for you to do and your mind's not overwhelmed going, Oh my gosh, I have this to do this whole okay. huge project. Yeah. And, and when you say, okay, I'm going to do this and I can do this in the next two weeks, then it doesn't make you feel better. Yeah. 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 And I, you introduced me to a organizational plan and I studied and I still follow that. My three-month plan, my two-week sprints, and what am I going to do daily, and that's how I got it done. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, that, that saved my life, because that I was just like, yeah, I could follow that, and I can still be creative, right. and, and then if things needed to change, I learned from that. I'm like, okay, I was a little unrealistic at <laughs> that time <laughs> while building a business and taking care of everything else. I'm like, okay, that's all right, and then um, replan, you know, mm -hmm. replan. And, exactly. Um, yeah, and looking at things, and then I would say, you know, I had this different idea about a story, of course, after I already sent it to you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what about this? And then, and then that was okay, because it just made it better, really. Right, okay. because, the, well, that's part of that process, that creative process, is yeah. once you've written something, it's not set in stone. Yeah. And, and I, I've, you know, I, I think I shared this with you, and I share it all the time with the right coach. Nobody writes the perfect first draft, not even Stephen King or John Grisham or any of the other great writers. Now, their first draft now is probably better than their first draft years ago when they started writing, but yeah. it's still not perfect because yeah. you've got to refine it. It's just that's the mm -hmm. process. This yeah. works. And so don't beat yourself up and try to make it perfect because I think that was another thing that you were trying to do too at first mm -hmm. is you were trying to make it perfect when I went, no, 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 don't worry about perfect right now. Let's just make, let's get the content there and then we'll make it pretty. Yeah, because probably like so many other people you have worked with and will work with, the writing is was brand new. Mm -hmm. So I went from a world where I was the expert on, on various things to a world of writing where I knew nothing, <laughs> very little, very little. And so, but my same expectations on myself were, oh, you could do this just the way, you know. And so, yeah, I had to learn. I'm not the expert in this, but I'm going to learn. And um, that that first draft and several others after that were not the end product, and that right. that was okay. So, you know, and I'm sure you've got other other uh, clients and, and okay. you will who are just beginning, like me, and, and a little bit lost with that. And so, yes. and typically, yeah. <laughs> most of my clients are first time writers. It's like, or they've written yeah. like you know 
for work purposes, but they've not written yeah. in a book format. And it's oh yeah, it's oh different. yeah. So I have articles published in nursing journals, right? And I, no problem. This was different, and and along with that was the weight that you know. Um, Number one, these are the families, mm -hmm. you know, these are their preserved legacy as a lot of responsibility. And number two, there were what, like five million people affected with dementia in the world. And just in the United States alone, there are like 43 million family caregivers for adults and children, so unpaid caregivers, who are learning. And so these stories are going to be able to help them mm -hmm. to see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and the various challenges. And um, here I am in my little office going, oh, my goodness, <laughs> this is a lot. And so then I just had to think, no, I'm just going to tell these stories as beautifully and compassionate as I can and let and then let God take care of it from there. Yes, and, and I have to say each one, I could tell you got better and better and better at sharing the story. Yeah. And, I mean, one of the, the later ones, I remember I crying through it. And you asked me, did you like it? I said, well, considering I cry every time I read it, I think you hit the mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, I know what it's going to say, and I'm still crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because it's just that beautiful, right? I mean, we, we don't have a defense for beauty and fragility. Mm -hmm. We either dive into it or we look away and run because mm -hmm. there's no defense for it. And so when you said that, also I looked back at the other ones and I'm like, okay, so is there something more that, uh, because each story should evoke that, I, I don't like to use the word should, but each story really needs to represent and that for the families and that is how powerful it is. Mm -hmm. It makes exactly. us emotional. Exactly. Where we can't turn away, um, but yeah, we don't have a defense for it and we feel it. Yeah. So on the fun side here, tell us a little uh -huh. bit. Uh, we we I helped you come up with this name. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And it was from it. I had a light bulb moment while I was editing one of your stories. Yeah. And whose story was it? I don't even remember whose story it is. Whose story is it that was saying this? Um, she was talking about her mom looking in the mirror. Oh, that had to have been Dot, Dot and Delinda, yeah, and I just met with her last, Delinda last week, she did the sweetest video for me, and I, yeah, um, yeah, so I was, I was really tied to my title, <laughs> because it was the hit that I got when initially, right. and um, it had to do with love, love still lives here, and, um, and it's still a part of it, but when you had sent then, have you thought about just see me? I thought, wow, yeah, because that's not just about the person with the dementia, but it's about the families who are feeling so alone in their journey. Mm -hmm. And that was across the board. Every family felt like they were the only ones and they didn't know who they could talk to about it because mm -hmm. nobody else could experience that. And um, so just see me. Yeah, and then I'm like, yeah, these are sacred stories. And then there you go, so sacred stories. Uh, yes, on the and other side of dementia. Yeah, that Dot's daughter was talking to her. Mm -hmm. and I think yeah, she said something kind of off the wall. Uh huh. And, and her daughter's response was, "Mom, you're so beautiful." Uh huh. And her, mom, her mom's like, "What? When I look in the mirror, I just see me. I just see me." And mm -hmm. it, was, it was like, "Bam!" See, I still get goosebumps just thinking about that. Yeah. It yeah. Was the theme running through every story was just yeah me where I am now. Uh -huh. 
Yeah. Not who I was, not mm-hmm. who I could have been, but who or I will be. But who, yeah. Yeah. Now. And like you said, uh-huh. even the families, what they're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yeah. as you know, as our culture goes, we just want to turn away because we don't necessarily mm-hmm. know what to do. And that's right. why we do feel so isolated because people aren't sure what to say or how to react. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that fragility right. that we, we have no defense against fragility. We don't, and we don't know what to do, but we feel it. Right. And um, yeah, so yeah, so, yeah. So I love the title. the title. Just yeah, the title is "Just See Me: Sacred Stories from the Other Side of Dementia." And I love that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. from the other from the other side from their mm-hmm. side. From, you know, we mm-hmm. hear from the medical side a lot. This is yes. happening. This is what happens to these people. And, right. and the other thing that I learned working on this project with you is that there were multiple kinds of um, yes, Alzheimer's. dementia. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, Alzheimer's is a type of dementia and there's other types It can be caused by strokes. That's the next most common. Alzheimer's is the one we hear about. So mm-hmm. um, that's when we think of most people know the word Alzheimer's and um, right. we'll say, well, yeah, it's right. a type. Yeah. Yeah. So but I, I think, yeah. you know, I love your project. So I can't <laughs> Thank wait you. for it to come <laughs> out, but tell us a little bit about your writing time and mm-hmm. more so, I guess, when you were writing in the project, because um, are you writing anything right now? Mm-hmm. Are you working on anything? Um, I write blogs and okay. I'm getting the blog. Yes, I do quite a bit of blogs and I've done um, several guest blogs. And so I'm getting the word out there, but it's in shorter type stories. Right. And um, yeah, pondering on what's next. And I do think maybe the next thing is the talking about my experience through this whole process and mm-hmm. what it was like for me. Because when I think about too, you know, these stories need to be told or the world needs to hear it. I needed to hear it. At the right. Time. I really need and it. And I have to say, they touched uh-huh. me too. I mean, yeah. working on it with you, yeah. uh, it gave me this other sense of wow. Um, I I didn't had no idea that what some of these people deal with yeah. on a day to day basis. And how and, strong. Yeah. And um, you know, I learned so. And here I worked with for decades. You know, and, and I thought, gosh, I would have known so much about their experiences and I learned um, about it and I grew from it. Yeah, that's a great way of coping or this is Mm -hmm. a good way of dealing with things and I learned a lot. Yeah. Well, tell us about your writing time. Did you have a consistent time you wrote? Daily? What worked for you? What didn't work for you? Yes. Bear in mind that everybody's schedule's different, but I always love to hear what other writers do and what works for them because it may help somebody Mm -hmm. else, you know, with their writing process. Yeah, so along with giving up on the um, ideal world of perfection, <laughs> I, I, um, I needed to give up a um, specific plan on what, what days I was going to write because I had a sense of panic when I knew it was my writing day. It was like that blank page. So for me, that thinking about a two-week plan and during those two weeks, I would get X done during that time helped me then when I felt um, in that good space for writing 
and you have to keep in mind, I had some personal things going on at the same time, so I needed to be in a good space. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was in just the right space for it, I took advantage of it. So honestly, there were days I could write all day long mm -hmm. and work on things and get the next outline and still be good with that. And then there were probably a week that maybe I didn't write at all. Or I would write, I, I'm still doing blogs and other things, and it, um, but the story itself, because it scared me, the book scared me. <laughs> It's I'm like, is this going to be right? And so I'm, when I was able to, and I, I, I had a practice, I did my meditation and my prayer and lit a few candles and like, now I'm ready to go. It's mm -hmm. just out of my hands. I'm just going to kind of be that conduit to, and then no problem. So, mm -hmm. um, but I'm, it took I'm me a while to come to that. It took me a while to come to that. Um, cause that academic side of me said, so set up your computer, da, 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 get your tea. Write your story. Your popcorn. Had to have popcorn. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. Right. No problem. Yeah. And then it was nothing. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and yeah. well, I have to say for me too, and I, I like what you were talking about the meditation. If yeah. I kind of and I think this is a, a practice, you know, whether you are of any faith or not, to just kind of stop mm -hmm. and take a deep breath, close mm -hmm. your eyes, and release whatever's going on. It, so your mind is free to get into what we call the zone, you know, to, to, to write. Cause I'm like you, I, sometimes it's hard for me to get to the writing, but once I get there, it's hard mm -hmm. to pull me away. If yes. I, if I get going good. Yeah. Um, so, and, and then there are days because we were talking before we started recording, I'm working on a novel and you know, I, I'm, I've beat my head up against the wall for six or seven months working on the plot. And I just told her in the past two weeks, I've actually got a good solid plot going by. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it, I kind of avoided it because every time I would go to it, I'd be like, I don't, this isn't right, but I don't want to where else to go. And yeah. talking with somebody, it helped, you know? Yeah. And sometimes that's what you need to do. And that's part of the coaching. I mean, don't you mm -hmm. think it helped? Yeah. You know, we, we talked about every two weeks to once a month, depending upon where we were, because mm -hmm. I had, well, just so everybody knows, I was in the middle of moving back and forth a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a chaotic year for you. And, yes. and, and me too, at the same time. And we're like, oh boy, we're like, and so, there would be so really but, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, yeah. And I think it's, um, it was a matter of me learning that that was my style mm -hmm. and that was okay. And, um, but learning what was my style took some time. So every new writer, I think it takes some time to find a, um, what's going to work. Right. And, uh, and it changes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truly there were days I just went to the park with, and I'm, I'm better at write at actually handwriting than I am at mm -hmm. typing for the most part. And when I needed to like, what, what is the, you know, follow through the steps and well, what is the main, what's my mission with the story and what, and how am I going to get there? A lot of times I was just writing it on paper first and um, just sitting at the park and watching. And that was the best thing for me too at that right. time. And that's something I suggest is that you free write because it gets you those mm -hmm. ideas out. Then you can look at it and clearly say, okay, this is really where I want to go with this. Yeah. And that, yes. That, yeah. That, and, and yeah, and it helped me to get away some because then I couldn't 
like get up, take care of the dogs. Oh, I better put in a load of laundry. All these little things that <laughs> were really just distractions from what I needed to do. And, yes, and uh, writers are known to procrastinate of all variations. So. Oh, really? See, and I never knew that. <laughs> I thought there was something wrong with me. I'm like, how? Why am I procrastinating now? This might be the first time ever. <laughs> I get things done. Oh, it's that creative. Oh. Sometimes you got to kick mm -hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, what, mm -hmm. what things did you do that maybe didn't work for you? What are some things that you tried that didn't work for your writing time? Mm. Um, well, again, the um, set schedule per se. Um, I would follow, you know, like to say, for some people, I know they'll say, you know, get up at this time and write for this many hours, and I and I tried that, and that did not work for me. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, well, I'm never a morning person. <laughs> I know that it's supposed to be the most creative time, but for me, it's after hours. Mm -hmm. So um, I just kind of learned from 10 to 2 was my peak time. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. was my peak time. Mm -hmm. Unless I went to the, I, and I needed to get out of the house. That was another thing. It was better for me out of the house mm -hmm. when I could. Um, what else did not work? Um, I don't know. Other than what we've talked about, those are the big things. <laughs> Unrealistic Thank expectations. <laughs> Yeah, the set schedule and the expectations that yes. were just unrealistic ones you put on yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. we're we all doing that. Yeah, and um, yeah, and that it was okay to um, for it not to be perfect, mm -hmm. you know, and and to change my mind, to change my mind. Yes, it is okay. Yeah, it is okay. It is okay to get another hit and now, say, oh, no, this has to be this way. Once you send it to the publisher, but anytime <laughs> up until then, yeah. it is fair game. It's fair game, yes. <laughs> yeah, and that's perfectly all right. And yeah. yeah. Um, I just think that for me, um, the, respon the responsibility to the families is a huge, huge deal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what still is your favorite part about write, this writing process? And <laughs> Getting <the> done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, other than getting done. Okay, you, that my favorite part was that you're, you said it, um, after like the third or fourth story, it got so much easier for me. And I could listen to the, um, the interviews and look at my notes, and I knew what the gist would be, what the, what the um, outcome of the story, what message I wanted, and I could get it down mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, get to uh, at least to a great starting place mm -hmm. a whole lot faster, and I was happy with it. Right. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. That was probably the best thing. And, you know, there were a lot of things you gave me permission on, and that helped along the way, so it was, you know. Good. It's okay not to be right. It's okay to take your time. It's okay. It's not perfect. <laughs> and all I can think of was, you know, that academic in me. Oh my gosh, Joyce is probably sitting there crying because it's so terrible. <laughs> and and um, I use no. the word that too much. That. <laughs> like, well, that's what I do. <laughs> yes, we have that conversation. Many that. <laughs> yes. And every time I type it now, whether it's in an email or a blog, I'm like, mm -mm. 
<clears throat> take that out. <laughs> she hears my little voice going. That I do. Is not do. that necessary? Yes, so, and you're absolutely in case right. You haven't followed me along along with me, <laughs> and you don't know me that well. You will have heard me say this at some point, and if you ever work with me, you will definitely hear me say this because almost every client has done it. That is not that necessary. That <laughs> is a filler word we use usually in conversation. Because there's a better word to use, but when you're talking, you're not going to go look into the source and go, well, the best use of this sentence here would be, you know, yeah. you just yeah. say that. Uh -huh. And that typically is not necessary. There's usually, and the other way is if it is like, if, if you take it out and it sounds weird that you took it out, then there's usually a way you can rewrite the sentence that's more powerful and typically flipping the sentence, whatever's at the end, put it at the beginning then you can get rid of the that mm -hmm. typically is how that works. Either you don't need it at all because you can just exit out and the sentence still makes sense. Then and you read that. And after you read that sentence a few times, you realize that does sound so much better, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and now it's like, I see it everywhere and I kind of cringe and like, Oh, that could have been better. I was that could have been better. <laughs> yeah. I was reading something. Um, just yesterday, I forget where it was, and they had that all the way through it, and I was going, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, so when I could sit down and write and not have the word that in there, and it read nicely, and I would even start thinking to myself, oh, I could, I could write that sentence much better. Let me try to reword that before you sent it back to me. So the, that <laughs> that was a good experience you know that that felt good that's yeah. a, a positive yeah because thing. you started yeah. recognizing it you know yeah yeah you could actually make it more powerful uh -huh. and that's the thing usually you can make it more powerful and more clear mm -hmm. and yeah the fact that you started recognizing it yourself was even more wonderful and but yeah. she got many of notes back <laughs> And, and that was probably yeah, you know. some of that inspiration when I started to write it. I'm like, I do not want to get another draft back, <laughs> reword this, or this is passive. I'm like, yes, <laughs> and I don't know how to write it any different. <laughs> yes, that was other one was I don't know. Like, this was yeah. passive, passive, passive. Uh -huh. That's from my medical writing, no doubt, because that's the natural oh, way for me. So I do. Exactly. I'm going to change that, and so. Yeah. So tell us when you said the book will be released. Um, uh, yeah, uh, late April, early May. And I have a set date, April 23rd. Um, I'm not sure if the publisher is going to agree with that. <laughs> we're, we're actually still sending um, various drafts back and forth and parts of it. And um, because the images are, there are so many images within the um, text, it's taking a little bit longer, um, which... It's okay. I'm, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I just want to plan some parties, you know, so I, I want a more yeah. firm day. Yes, we do need to plan some parties. On yes. Online. Yes. Um, yeah. So how, I do a lot of uh, writing with people who have businesses, and this mm -hmm. is helping your business in one way, and I think it will help in other ways, even though it's not necessarily directly related to the topic. It's not directly <laughs> related to photography. Yeah, but so yeah, it's a passion from your previous work. Mm -hmm. So how has this helped your business? Because I know you've, you've yeah. had from this and how yeah. do you perceive that it will help you in the future? 
Yeah, so this has been a process for me and um, when I left the clinical world to write this book and, and then to add the photography, the thought was, yeah, photography is a passion and I want to make a living doing that. And, and in, what really came about as I'm writing the book, like I, I'm a storyteller and part of the way I tell stories is with images mm -hmm. and you know you know you could look at some of my images and the story is right there you don't need words images. thank you and and so um, I have uh, my mission is uh, to provide those compassionate meaningful uh, photos for um, to help families preserve their legacy and um, to really uh, my specialty is with those with dementia and our family caregivers uh, and um, end of life because mm -hmm. um, it's an important time to document and to honor and revere and oftentimes we want to look away again you know it's one of those things we just don't want to think about and and yet those are the priceless treasures in the time of life that um, and so th the book has really led me to a huge mission <laughs> a huge mission and to provide those and um, it's not something that's done a lot, but I cannot tell you the responses families have um, to the work and how much truly they think this priceless treasures. I don't know. I, I am so glad we did it. It felt kind of strange at the time, but um, I, would, I can't imagine not having right. And I heard that enough. That and I can see, uh -huh. there's a lot of different ways you could take this. Mm -hmm. Do this for one family, for their own family, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, as as well as another product, maybe with a different, either a different disease or just more dementia yeah. patients, you know, and take a different yeah. perspective, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think it's a humanitarian side in the story. You know, we all have stories and mm -hmm. families and people who are dealing with tragedy or difficult times or challenging times that's their story mm -hmm. and and yet it doesn't often get documented and right. um, there's a way to document that with meaning and compassion and beauty and yet to be uh, real and and rich with it and uh, you know it's for the generate it's a gift for our future generations the those that aren't going to remember who weren't there right. and and it's uh you know we've in our in our culture we've always had stories to carry on for the next you know stories family stories and and one way or another and a lot of that now has changed to like bullet points and sound bites and not the whole story or mm -hmm. just certain parts of it yeah let's just tell only the really great parts and leave the rest out when it's not complete it's like a um a woven um, fabric missing a whole section of threads is mm. not complete and it's not authentic and real and uh, yeah. and then and then so it's yeah it's it's so important to have that right that, yeah so where will we be able to find your book once it is published yes so um, right now the website is carmenbuckbck.com and um, there will certainly be links, and I know that there will be a landing page. It's in process. All right. <laughs> so I'll add that to the show notes. Okay. Whenever we ever, um, whenever we release this, and this will be in the, the show notes. So 
I am so glad I got to spend time with you again. <laughs> Thank you. And I love catching up with you. Thank yeah. you. I have one last comment. One okay. last comment. So, you know, if you are listening and you are a, um, a, a new or somewhat experienced writer and you want to just get to the next step and do it in a great way, call Joyce because she will help you. She will help you. And, and um, but not necessarily make it easy. <laughs> you'll do the work. <laughs> you'll do you the work and feel really right. great about it. Yeah, and you'll feel really great about it. And so, you know, if you're wondering what to do next, yeah. So, yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that, Carmen. Yeah, Please. you're welcome. I, she was a joy to work with. I, we had lots of fun together. And, um, even though she was frustrated sometimes, we, we worked through it and yeah. got there and we got it done. Did. So I'm so happy to be a part of that journey with you. And that is, that is part of the fun of what I yeah. do is I get to be on a journey with people mm -hmm. that they're growing a skill as well as, de you know, growing and developing a book. And mm -hmm. so I love what I do and I love helping people. So thank you, Carmen. So we look forward to seeing your book in yeah. April. Just See Me, Sacred Stories from the Other Side of Dementia. It's Carmen Beck at CarmenBeck.com. And we will have the link to the book in the show notes. So have a great day and thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Rhine Hour, nonfiction tips from the Rhine Coach. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen on your favorite app each week. Leave a review and let others know how they can learn about the craft and business of writing. It's time to write your book.